0: to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar story and join us
1: for a random conversation guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 443 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to your weekly fix of randomness, technology, and life. And boy, Do we have a bunch of that this week?
0: (laughs) A lot of random.
1: (laughs) Take your, no, take your pick. Life, whatever, you know. Yeah. Let's start off with you.
0: I want to talk a little bit, just really briefly, about Travis King, because is the guy a genius or is he
1: an idiot? Who's Travis King?
0: Travis King is this, I think he's about um, 20-ish African-American soldier. Uh, in South Korea, who'd been oh,
1: he's the r- dude that ran across, yeah, the
0: floor. and he ran across um to to North Korea, right?
1: Well, so, while on a tour, the tour group people were like, uh is this part of it? What's going on?" And then he just sprints, and then they have to herd the tourists up and get them back.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. So basically,
1: what's he, happened now? He
0: had no. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll get to that. So just just for for context. He had been doing some dodgy stuff, and he was – Oh,
1: that's right. He was going to get court-martialed. He was
0: going to get court-martialed. So he'd been relieved of duty, and, they, went, you know, you'd think they'd take him – the MPs would take him to the airport or whatever. they go, right, here's your ticket to your plane. We'll see you in, in, when you get to the States. <laughs> and so he puts himself on this tour. He He didn't actually pay for the tour. He just went along with them. Like
1: just okay. join the talk. But he's dressed up in army gear, right?
0: No, no, Isn't no. It? He was just in t shirt, oh, jacket, okay. and jeans. Okay. Okay. So he's in civvies. Oh, okay. And um that was his plan, right? Is to, to, to run off. So the reason I mention it today is yeah. that um North Korea put out a statement about this guy. So nobody's seen him since he ran across the border, what is it, like a month ago now?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Nobody's seen him, nobody's heard from him or anything. But the North Koreans put out a statement about how this poor guy has been abused and racially abused by the Americans and all the rest of it. So if he plays his cards right, he could be like – a a media superstar for North Korea, if you know what I mean. Like,
1: I guess so, yeah.
0: And if he, he must have been at some level of desperation where I'm going back to the States, I'm going to get court-martialed and I'm going to spend all this time in prison. Maybe if I run into North Korea, um, you know, and I can sell them on me being a propaganda subject, then I'll get a, you know, the Dennis Rodman treatment and can be looked after and life will be amazing. I think that's a stretch.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think he put that much thought into it. He's just like, I I know how to get out of my situation. I mean, I'm sure they're looking after him really, really well too.
0: Well, no, because are you being sarcastic or not?
1: Hard to say, isn't it, Chris? <laughs>
0: It, um, is. it is. No, uh, cause honestly, it could go one of two ways. They could treat him really well, and just for, from a purely propaganda point of view.
1: no. I, I, or they I, could no.
0: just be torturing the shit out of him.
1: <laughs> I think that I think they'll be keeping him alive, uh, be a minimum, and then they'll just be still using him however they want. But they must have been like, hang on, you're telling me what now? This dude ran across the border? Oh, this is good. Yeah. Yeah
0: anyway i just uh that, that, that that's what i wanted to kick us off with just because it's a bit random uh
1: okay i thought you would have started off with something different like the short film that we helped out with and how you uh don't have a vehicle anymore
0: oh yeah there's those things yeah. too oh, I, didn't yeah, even, the... I haven't even noted those down but i forgot all about them
1: yeah.
0: uh <laughs> So, yeah, I got a warrant of fitness. Uh, well, I didn't get a warrant of fitness. That's the point.
1: You went, I, you went to get one.
0: I went to get a warrant of fitness. Left my car there with Artie. Um, hey, Artie, if you're listening. And um, left it there all day. And then I was coming back and and uh, he go, he texts me and he says, yeah, need some TLC. And I'm like, uh, okay. You know, how bad does that sound? So I got there and he's like, no, nah, it's not looking good at all. I'm surprised you didn't notice the wheel uh bearing was that bad. I'm like, yeah, I heard a sound. I don't know. It didn't sound right, it didn't sound good, but you know, I just kept driving.
1: The car still drove. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So I said to him, Oh, I've got this um uh film thing on tonight. So this was the Asteroid City, um, which is a really good Wes Anderson film. So I've got this thing on tonight at Tiaramutu, but it should be all right to take out there. And the pause before he said yes was like he just looked and he's he's thinking. And I'm like, what is there to think about? You're shitting me, right? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, should be okay. And I'm like, okay. So I pretty much left from there because that was about five thirty or whatever, and the thing was at six or it was actually six thirty. I thought it was at six, so I. um I just left from there to Tiawamudu and every second I'm like hearing this grinding wheel thing going. The wheel's going to fall off, isn't it? It's just going to come off. I'm going to die. It's, it's, it's terrible.
1: It's great. I mean, you know.
0: Yeah. So the next morning, I cleaned out the car, got everything out of it. Um, you know, just went. Oh, I'll do that as a as a as a Saturday morning chore, and then I went. Ah, uh, I'll just see what. Wreckers do and there was a bunch of ads quotes you know get a quote blah 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 up yeah, to yeah. $12,000 and um yeah, which is we, a load of crap which is a load of crap uh yeah and basically within a, an hour or so i'd sold it for scrap for 450 bucks and um i am now Carlos.
1: he's now Carlos. so the next day it gets roped into helping out with a short film called jail baited Yes. um, And then you got hold of me to give you a ride, which is <laughs> fine, because I sort of knew about the short film.
0: Yeah, well, the way it was said to this, me was you were already coming out. You should get. I should get a lift with you. That was what I was told.
1: I know, I know. That's <laughs> a Graham thing. Uh, shout out, <laughs> Graham. Uh, no, he he just said, come along if you want. We don't need you because you took too long to get back to us, and Chris looks more like a cop, so we're going to use him. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sweet. Yeah, it didn't bother me uh, either way, and then um, so we went out there.
0: That was that was good. It's quite a drive out there. It's Tocarow away. Um,
1: well, you thought it was Cambridge originally, so
0: yeah. Well, because he said, "Can you get to Cambridge?" I'm like, "Nope." And I thought, "Can you get to Cambridge?" Because that's where we're going to film. But no, can you get to Cambridge? Because somebody in Cambridge is coming out here. Was what he meant.
1: <laughs> yeah, because we we're driving along, and at some point, you're like, "Where are we going?" Because we have been driving for ages. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Jail Baited was really good. I like the concept, too, of the film festival. So it was made specifically for a film festival, although they're going to do a different edited version, I think, as well. But the film festival in question, um, it had to be a one-shot. So for those of you that don't know, what that means is um, the camera starts filming, and everything happens with the camera running. There's no cut and start again and cut and start again. There's no edits. It's all filmed in one shot. And it was, yeah. was there a time frame on it? I think four minutes or something was meant. I
1: don't know if that was from the film festival or if that's what Graham had said. Yeah, I yeah. Four, I don't know. I know either. it was four minutes, was what they were working towards.
0: I know. The only other thing from the film festival is that it had to have a kangaroo in it to show that you made oh, it. Okay. Oh, okay.
1: All right. I, okay, that makes sense because I was like, Yeah,
0: yeah why have okay. they got that random picture of a kangaroo I on just, the wall? Well,
1: I just thought it was just a random picture he had laying around.
0: No, no, that was part of the film festival. Uh, so it had oh, to have a kangaroo sense. in it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. um Which is, you know, because you wouldn't have a random film lying around that you'd shot that happened to have a kangaroo <laughs>
1: No, but, and that's why they do it.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they exactly. don't
1: want you to use previous footage.
0: Yeah, but that's why the ones at Tropfest really cracked me up because they were so generic. Mm. Must have glasses or glass. Yeah, right? yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. They Everything need to be more, more specific. <laughs> yeah. I saw I saw this short clip on Instagram where it's shown behind the scenes and it was a one-take shot. And I wonder if it was uh, probably wasn't the same film festival, but similar. And the guy was on a electric unicycle, like a self-riding monopod, but with a um steady cam. So he's going along filming a guy driving, and the guy goes to his house and the steady cam guy slows down. Somebody grabs the unicycle and then he walks into the house and does the whole shot of these couple arguing and coming back out of the house all in one go.
0: Nice. nice. And I
1: was just looking at it and I was just like, oh my God, there's so many moving parts. Like the short film we helped out with was in one room. Um,
0: there were two Chris, actors and only one said anything. Cause I was a dead body.
1: He was dead. <laughs> <laughs> so um
0: yeah but holly who was doing the main acting was really really good
1: and yeah so, yeah that was good
0: yeah so, so anyway uh, it looked good the the final final cut um of it so that's pretty cool. yeah great.
1: yeah yeah, that's pretty good for a one take four minute film shot in the middle of nowhere
0: yeah which um it's a four minute film it takes longer than four minutes to make it Well, we were there for three hours
1: almost four
0: almost four okay
1: yeah cool this week, Chris, I've been binging a podcast. I'm going to tell you all about it. Okay. It's called Guilt. Guilt. Uh, it's a New Zealand podcast. It's hosted by a guy named Ryan Wolf. Now, he's an actor slash lawyer based in Auckland. He's not a practicing lawyer, and I have no idea what he's acted in. doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, but in 2021, he obviously had some time on his hands, and uh, he decided to make a podcast, and he didn't know how to do one. He just loved true crime and he picked some cases and he says at the start, I'm not regurgitating crap. I'm going to go interview people. Uh, So it's very much like somebody knows something that podcast or uh, yeah, really good. So he did, he's up to season three already. The first season is who killed Jordan Videris. Now he's the pizza worker in uh, Paeroa that just got shot randomly and killed. Oh, okay. And that was 10 years ago. And he's gone down there and he just starts talking to people. And as he's talking to people, they're like, oh, did you talk to blah, blah? And he's like, "Uh, okay, no, who's that? And then he just talks to all these different people. And he's put it together, like, so well. Like, he edits it himself and everything. It's uh, really good. Oh, okay. And then season t- – yeah, so I binged the crap out of that. Season two um, – So season one of- – sorry,
0: just to clarify, season one's all that one case.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Who killed Jordan Videris? Yeah. Season two is what happened to Jim Donnelly. So Jim Donnelly went missing 18 years ago. Um, he's the guy that worked at the um, Glenbrook steel mill. And he went there one day and they, some people saw him and then he just disappeared. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't find him. And then five days later, they found some of his stuff next to a vat of acid. Now, this acid doesn't actually melt anything. It's just used to remove rust. Um, but before this happened, he started acting really weird, like, and everything that's ever been done, the cops just like, none of it makes sense. Literally nothing. Like anyway, so, uh, he started to talk to people. He's talking to the wife. She's heavily involved in it. And that's really cool. Um, and they're just painting the picture of what this Jim Donnelly guy was like. Yeah. And, um, but the they've done a brief timeline of what's happened uh, ahead of time, and it was so weird. Like He's like, I've got to go to a meeting. And they're like, what? And he goes, oh, I want to. I think I'm joining the Freemasons. And then he doesn't. But then he goes, I'm going to a meeting. And she goes, what meeting? He goes, I can't tell you, but I need a suit. So he goes and gets a suit. And she goes, what are you? And he goes, oh, I think we should just break up. So they, he goes, I'll just tell the kids. She's like, what? And he's like, yeah, don't worry. And then he randomly goes to a random car park in the middle of nowhere where a printing company is. And he goes in and security comes in and goes, what are you doing? And he goes, I don't know. And they're like, what? And so they trespass him from there. So they know that happened. Then he goes and buys Chinese and then he comes back. And then on the day that he disappeared, like they go in and it's 500 hectares, the Glenbrook steel mill. Yeah, It's a whole city within a complex and uh, they get changed into their work gear at their lockers. And he's just standing there at the lockers for like ages and somebody sees him again. And when they see him wandering around, sometimes he's trying to hide his face. Anyway, it's really weird. That's pretty good. Um, I don't know where that's going to go. Season three is called Finding Heidi, and he's decided to try and figure out what happened to Heidi Pakenin. She's the Swedish tourist that disappeared with Sven Hoglund in 1989, where David Tamiheri was convicted of both their murders. Hmm. Um, And they only ever found Sven's body and they, the police said to David Tamihiri, you killed him. This is one of the big things. You killed him, you took his watch, and then you gave it to your son. And they put him in jail for 20-odd years. And then when they found Sven Hogland's body, his watch was still on his wrist. They don't know what happened to Heidi. So anyway, he's doing that in season three. Is, is, uh, dude, are they
0: out. assuming that David Tamahiri is was innocent of that, or...?
1: uh there's a really good um show back in the day i think the investigator it was called did a whole episode on this case yeah and basically uh i think sven Hogland has defensive wounds on his wrists on the bones so the i think the consensus is there was at least two people and one of them could have been potentially david tummy hearing so who knows anyway guilt new zealand uh guilt which is a new zealand podcast uh check that out everywhere and he gets tips like as he's doing the shows people are sending him and all these tips and he just starts chasing them up and um that's pretty cool it's a really good job and um yeah that's cool
0: might have to check that one out
1: if you're into true crime yeah uh it's good uh this week uh labor introduced uh their stupid policy uh, okay, which,
0: which stupid policy Because they've introduced like a dozen policies this week, haven't they? They're like, um, oh my god, we're falling down in the polls. We need, we need everything.
1: Well, I, there's only two that I think I, that I know of. One was they give some more money to working for families, and they want to re- remove the GST of fresh fruit and vegetables. Right. That's- so,
0: which one's annoying
1: you? The GST of fresh fruit and vegetables.
0: Stupid, eh? It's going to be such a nightmare for um, stores. Uh...
1: No, 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 no. It's not going to be a nightmare for stores. They will just put the price up on anything they want, like they do now, to cover all their costs. So the tax, the 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 group that looks after the tax said to the government, don't do this. It's absolutely stupid. You're not going to be able to police it. You're not going to be able to do anything. They're gonna cost money, this and that. Uh, what's his face? Grant Robertson, head of uh, finance for the government, says, We're not doing this because it's stupid. Chris Hipkins goes, you know what? We're doing it. In the press conference, they said to Chris Hipkins, why didn't you do this like you know last year or before? And he was like, It's election year. Like Who literally literally confirmed the only reason. Now you're gonna save twenty dollars a month, Chris the average family will save $20 a month. It's mind blowing. Fundamentally, everybody across the board and in every group all recommend the quickest and easiest thing they can do is to not have tax on the first 10 to $18,000. I think it is that every single person in New Zealand makes easy, simple, they can do it. They could do it. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: it's a systems thing, right? The simpler yeah. you make the system, the easier it's going to be to, to, to get compliance and to, to manage. Right. So I, yeah, I don't know how, how old you was when GST first came here. I was,
1: I don't, I don't remember it coming in. I just. So, I remember yeah. it
0: coming in. So there was that would have been huge, a big thing, a eh? huge discussions about it, right? Oh, I
1: remember when it changed. That's yeah. the only yeah, thing. Yeah, I remember yeah, it yeah, From twelve point five to fifteen.
0: Yeah. Well, I was ten when I when it came in. Oh. When it first came in, it was ten. So, um, and they said because ACT at the time, I think I was an ACT voter back then. ACT at the time was saying that. um if we put GST on at 10%, we can get rid of all income tax. Everything will be just covered by GST. Oh, okay. This is in the, I want to say mid to late 80s. I might be wrong on that, but it was a long time ago. Anyway, um, but the big thing was, at that time, what they're looking at a lot of was VAT in in the UK, which is their version, value-added tax. Yeah, And... um, they had oh, freaking 12 categories or some crap okay. like that so you have different tax rates for different categories and yes. yeah it's just a nightmare to to organize it and it just made so much more sense to go 10% on everything um yeah. at, you know when when they first launched it and then 10% on everything um you know people were going well no what about the you know, bread and butter. What about the you know basic food items? And it's like it's just going to be the same. If it's the same for everybody, it will work. What happens is those that are making more money buy more expensive food items. You don't get caviar. You know, you're paying ten yeah, percent on yeah, your caviar. Yeah, you know, yeah. like so it's so, it works out f- equitable if 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 you know. So definitely. yeah, they're, they're fucking dicks if they change it. That's my oh,
1: I seem silly. Did you see the reporter with a bag of food at the press conference? No. He just started pulling up stuff. He's like, uh, so uh Prime Minister, I've got this potted uh rosemary here. Now would this have uh GST on it or not? And he's like, No, no, I don't think so. Okay, now I've got this rosemary in a packet here. It's fresh, but it's in a packet. Do you think this would have GST? Uh don't know, we'll have to look into that. Okay, I've got this garlic bulb no, that's fresh, that's okay, that won't have GST. Cool. Now, I've got fresh garlic, but it's vacuum-sealed in this packet. And he just kept pulling up all this random stuff, and in the end, old Hipkins got a bit annoyed and was like, nah, it's enough of that. But it's the argument But it's about- exactly
0: the point. And, I mean, then you've got the, the the dodgy ones that are like, all your Apple products are now GST free.
1: <laughs> oh, it's just... And, and they're just making it so the supermarkets who... Just doing whatever they want now because the government agency that looks at them is too scared to do it. Everyone's too scared to do anything. Yeah, it seems. Just do something, and we'll work it out. Anyway, that GST of fresh fruit and vegetables has made me very, very angry this week. I don't know why. It's just stupid. It,
0: yeah, I know. I, I get you because when people when people don't understand the whole idea of what a system is, and a system has to be the the simplest common denominator that gets the effect that you want with the least amount of loopholes and the least amount of you know setbacks just a baseline system like that that's that's what you want and our gst is actually pretty bloody good um would have been nicer if it stayed at 10 percent because of course calculate (laughs) hey
1: you you've got here that there's an issue with the bacon and egg pie award
0: so have you heard about that? Actually, I brought up a story on it. I no. about it. So um Bake Hills does the, you know, um pie oh, awards yeah. every year. The Yes. Yeah. And so one of the categories is bacon and egg. Prize. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um so they 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 announced the winner and the winner was sent to a glitzy thingy, you know, the a pie awards night. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, yeah. It's a big and there was
0: um somebody from Hamilton. Um, oh, cool. His name was, and I've got it here, Jamper. Jamper. Okay.
1: Well, where's he from? Does it say what bakery?
0: Yeah, it does. Avalon Bakehouse in Hamilton. Samper. Sam no, Jamper no. Sam okay. of Avalon Bakehouse and Well.
1: Oh, okay. It must have went Avalon Drive, I guess. Yep.
0: Yeah. So um, he he won the Best Bacon and Egg Pie Award. Okay. Anyway, that got published. And then this dude in Auckland, um, yeah. who is oh, I've got his name here. He's he's in Avondale in Auckland. Um Song Sok Hyung Nguan oh, of Taste okay. Cafe in Auckland's Avondale did, did looks he at the picture two? of the winning pie and goes, That's my pie. 'Cause it's got oh my its own gosh. it's got the signature stamp or whatever on yeah, the top.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: And so he he goes back to Bake and goes, That winning pie's my pie. And they yeah, do an investigation not- and they're like, Oh, crap, you're right, it is. So they stripped the um Hamilton guy of his his award. Yeah. Um, and this news story I'm looking at here on stuff is like the jamper's going, I'm leaving that up because he's, he's got a big frame certificate yeah, yeah I'm yeah, keeping yeah. that I'm, I'm, I'm leaving that up you know oh. um and um they 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 went to uh, the Bakels guys went to this other guy's cafe and he's sort of he's like I don't you know Sock in, in Auckland's a little bit like I don't know uh how I feel about it because you know I missed the big freaking yeah night thing um so, I sort of feel good about it, but I actually feel really bad for, you know, the guy in Hamilton because, you know, I have it stripped away from him and it was just a mix up on the numbers that they put in front of the pie.
1: Yep. You got to be pretty. So, yeah, I, 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 I do a...
0: like um, one person said, nah, all it means is there's two winners this year.
1: <laughs> yeah. Joint winners.
0: Yeah. That's, I think that's how you have to look at it because they both did well. And I won't Tell- be trying either of them because I got bacon in
1: them. So. Exactly. Try uh, Tell me about this room temperature superconductor.
0: Oh, so um, so this has been talked about a little bit recently. I think it was a year, year or two ago, there was a bit of a, yes, yeah, around COVID times, there was a, a, a big kerfuffle because somebody had come up with this um, room temperature superconductor. Everybody's really excited about it and then it turned out to be absolute bullshit right so there was yeah. nothing there it didn't it was it was fraudulent anyway so this other one's come up and everybody's been really tentative about it you know is this another uh, bullshit thing so the paper's just been published um and i i heard a couple of things about it but I've um actually got the link for the um the video that I watched we talked about this guy before this engineering um YouTube channel two-bit da Vinci oh
1: yeah, yeah
0: yeah so he he does a really really good job of explaining it and I will try and give you a little bit of that but if you want the real explanation watch the video we'll, we'll have the link in the show notes basically um what happens is uh all, all uh electricity going through a uh a, a wire or whatever has resistance okay yeah. it's the electrons moving through hitting other things bouncing off other things and like is it called nicotine something like that is what you use in the toaster it's got really high resistance because it makes it hot and and makes it an element right that's what yeah yeah and then copper is what we use for the probably least resistance. But the re- relative resistance between those and a superconductor is like those two are, are quite close together and superconductors on the other end of the scale. So a superconductor has virtually no resistance. It's not, n- n- not zero resistance, but, but very, very low resistance. And the way that they have got that in the past is that they've gone to uh, absolute zero, like in Kelvin terms, not zero degrees, but absolute zero which is something like negative 200 Whatever degrees reason. centigrade or some some stupid yeah, yeah. number. Um, and that allows the electrons to flow through because everything's not rattling around so much. There's, there's pathways for the electrons to go through. Now, this is a big deal because things like um, MRI machines are so expensive because they effectively have to have that, um, cooling system that gets it down to that superconductor level for it to work properly. And that's the expensive part of an MRI, uh, MRI machine and, and other things yes. as well. That's right. So the benefits of having a room temperature superconductor is high. What's really cool is the way they've done it is like a whole different way of um, coming around this whole problem of what is a superconductor and what they've done is they've got different atoms of very basic materials iron oxide and stuff like this mixing it and baking it in such a way and adding copper in a way that it um creates a a structure if you think of a crystalline structure creates a structure with these holes in them that the electrons can just whiz through like a they call it quantum tunnelling, but it's just like a, a, oh, a highway right. for yeah. electrons, and it works at room temperature. Um, so the it's looking really, really good. Lots of people are sceptical, but um, right now, as we speak, there are people all over the world trying to uh, test this stuff to see if it actually works. If it does, it's going to be phenomenal what we're getting out of this. I,
1: uh, So. So it's called LK99, and it came from a Korean scientist. And they sort of said, hey, we've come up with this thing, and everybody can go test it in that. Uh, And they have, and it's full of shit. So um, with a great deal of sadness, we now believe that the game is over. LK99 is not a superconductor, not even at room temperatures, or even at very low temperatures. It is a very highly resistive, poor quality material, period. No point in fighting with the truth. University of Maryland's Condensed Matter Theory Center posted that a week ago, and there's a whole bunch of new papers just coming out within this week that have said, "Nah, it's God not what it is." Us. All the government agencies have not released their findings yet. That's the only thing, but these preprint papers have come out. um The CSIR, National Physical Laboratory in India, says, nah, there's no sign of any superconductivity at all. And then they even said there's a video of it sort of floating.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty Um, shitty looking. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The International Center for Quantum Materials in China found evidence that the material is ferromagnetic. This means that it can be magnetized and then attracted or repelled by other materials. Um, so that's not good. So, yeah, I just happened to see this uh, story after I saw that you wrote that. Yeah,
0: that's so. no, it's cool, because it was only the other night I, I was listening, watching this video, and, um, yeah, he was very excited. And to be fair, he was like, there's still got to be testing, they're testing it now, da 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 we don't want to um, say about this. He was quite excited about the paper because of the way that they'd structured and what I was just telling you, still worth watching the video, I think. But um, it's hmm, annoying. Oh
1: yeah, no, totally to get a understanding of superconductor. Yeah,
0: yeah, so. yeah.
1: Ah, uh, that brings us to the end of the podcast, Chris. <laughs> We're ending on a high. Oh, note. Actually,
0: can we can we do one more science one since I screwed up that last one?
1: I'm glad you said science because if you said that All other right, one, science. Now, um,
0: so this has just happened, although it was on the news this morning. I was listening to the AM show. So um, they have been for a while uh, using pigs for uh, potential transplants for, for humans and that sort of thing. Yeah. So a while ago, uh, about a year ago, they they did this where they got a um, pig's kidney and put it into a human. Uh, the human okay. was brain dead. Like they're going to pull the plug on and oh. type thing. They got the, okay, from the, um, Family and what have you, and they basically took the man's kidneys out and put in the pig's kidney um, oh, to right. see if it'll okay. work. Because what they've done in the past is they've grafted pig's kidneys in with the person's kidneys, but they, they can't really yeah, tell yeah. if it's, you know, they, they can't measure it as well. So this guy's dying anyway, okay. or effectively dead, body's still alive. Yeah. So they took his kidneys out, put the pig's kidney in, and it, um, and it worked for for a week um, to a high degree, way more than what the uh, expectation of a human kidney transplant is. Like they have a measurement, yeah, and it's way beyond that, like f- five times as much um, or oh, wow. something like that. So uh, anyway, this this morning they've. Um, and they turned that off after seven days, but it was going really well. But the thing was, they're like, we can't keep this guy, the ethics thing, you know, keeping this guy alive. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they've done another experiment, apparently, and it's just come out. The paper's not fully released, but uh, they were able to do it for a longer period of time. So they've done it for a month. And this um, oh, right. pig's that's kidney cool. thing. So that, that's going to be a lot better than um, human uh kidney transplants.
1: Yeah, we just need to have a, a, a pig up the back. That's my pig. And he's got all my body parts in him. Yeah. It. Yeah. Ready to go. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was cool. Very good. Uh I don't know about anything coming up in the next week. So uh
0: no nothing nothing too exciting here. I uh yep I'll still be going along to my Improv, I mentioned that last week, but uh, we'll talk about improv next time. I'm going to find out my teams this weekend, I think.
1: Yeah. Nice. Okay, until next time, I'm, Chris. I'm Sam. Bye. Oh yeah.
0: Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and will catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.